3: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network and now is also available on Smart to Death Radio. I am Mags and it's about week 350 of uh, coronavirus so unfortunately Paul is still not uh, not available to record but he misses out because he doesn't get to speak to the amazing guests that I get to speak to. Um, Today's guest is a brad Pederson, uh the the brains behind wrestle rumble uh, and if you don't know what wrestle rumble is uh we'll 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 delve into that right now so hello brad
2: hey how are you how are you sir i'm good thank you for having me on uh really appreciate it
3: no uh, i'm
2: actually just the creative director for wrestle rumble uh oh. my friend matt Baffo is actually the founder and uh It's a very cool program where you actually uh, pick your picks for wins uh, during the various, mostly WWE pay-per-views. But uh, since some of them get a little predictable, we throw in a lot of questions that nobody can predict. Uh, For example, at Money in the Bank, one of our questions was, who will be the first person to put a single foot on a ladder? And that didn't matter where it happened, but uh, we've got time-length questions. There's a million different ways we take it just to... uh, that are ourselves apart
3: yeah that's awesome so what's the what's the the idea behind wrestle rumble what what's it what's the kind of concept
2: a wrestle rumble is it's a very uh it's a very good way to get yourself a little bit more invested in the pay-per-views uh at one point you know when they were doing two pay-per-views a month there was just so much content and if you're a hardcore wrestling fan like me it's it's easy to get lost in that and uh Sort of lose interest after a while. So we decided that Wrestle Rumble would actually help break that monotony by uh, letting you put a little bit of wages. There are stakes into the uh, pay-per-view. So leading up usually about three or four days before the pay-per-view, we open up the uh, picks and you make your selections and you have your roster of uh, who you think is going to win and how long things are going to go. And uh, it's, it's just sort of a way to help you keep attention and also to uh, keep yourself occupied while watching the thousand hours a week of wrestling that they're currently in. <laughs> there's
3: definitely, there's, there's, it's such a, a first world problem, but there is so, so much oh, wrestling yeah. out there. Um, so, what awesome. are some of the amazing prizes that uh, that, that you've, you've been able to give away, and what kind of prizes have you, have you
2: got uh, that may well, be coming up in future ones? Well, we've had uh, everybody's favorite is straight-up cash uh, has been prizes before, but we seem to get a lot of interest when we do the belt uh, raffles and the belt prizes. Uh, I actually am working on a uh, flyer for our next one that will probably be around SummerSlam. We're looking at giving away uh, various belts. Three belts will be the prize there, U.S. belts will have a WCW U.S. title, a uh, IWGP U.S. title, and the WWE's current U.S. title will be the prizes that we're giving away for that one. Uh, we also have, we like to call them the Just a Buck raffles, where you can get them for $1 and you can win replica belts. Uh, these are the ones that come from the WWE shop. We get them from uh, different pro shops. Uh, And Matt actually uh, knows several belt creators, so we actually get the legit replicas. Uh, We're going to be doing a historic WWE World Championship giveaway, uh, which has the WWF World Championship from 84 to 85 that was only held by Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. The uh, flag belt, uh, as we like to call it, uh, the WWF World Championship from 86 to 88 that has all the international flags on it as well as everybody's favorite, uh, the winged eagle belt. So that will be all one prize pack that somebody can take home. That's
3: that's absolutely amazing. I mean we were just doing a bit of pre-recorder uh, uh chatting and I would tell you i I've just started my my belt collection and that I can honestly say that the RWGP US Towel is a it's a glorious belt to look at. Um and they they're, Yeah and, and those world tiles are are absolutely stunning as well. My favourite world title is the Winged Eagle, Uh, but my actual favourite belt, and we covered this in a, an episode recently, was uh It's the the Intercontinental title, but it's not the the current one or the the Cody Rhodes one. It's the the Macho Man Randy Savage one. I don't. I mean, you you probably will remember it being kind of a belt aficionado, but uh the it was the block logo with Ref Sand, but it was coloured in red, uh, and I think there was okay. only. It was only actually Savage that held that title uh, because he cleaned it with a uh, with brasso and it
2: took the paint off. Yeah, so. Yes, yes I actually have that era's Intercontinental title uh, with the black strap sitting behind me. That uh, even though I'm the creative mind behind uh, the design work and all the different things with Wrestle Rumble. I am actually a very active participant in it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I like to challenge people on Twitter to, to come at me and try to beat me. And, uh, really, uh, my biggest win was actually one of our uh, random drawings for the XFL. Uh, we planned a big XFL playoff, uh, pool. And since the XFL, uh, went down with the, uh, coronavirus, we actually just turned it into a giant raffle. And, uh, we've had some of the bigger podcasters work with us and, uh, I believe it was the Solo Monster that uh, pulled the winner for that one.
3: Yeah. So I saw the video for that. That was, that was it was cool to, because he's like a, a very large uh, uh, podcaster in, in this sphere. And it's cool to see you like, being involved with, with guys of, of that caliber.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's been very cool. Uh, Justin Labar, who's with Wrestling Inc., has been one of our biggest uh, supporters uh, when he was doing Chair Shot Reality, uh, when he was doing his own Reality Check podcast. Uh, we actually have a lot of really good supporters, and uh, we're very excited to have that and be part of uh, this international wrestling community. Yeah, it's a, it's,
3: a, it's a cool community. I mean, we get a lot of grief, and there's a lot of batting and toxicity, but uh, when it comes down to it, it's a cool, cool little community to be involved with.
2: Absolutely, and uh, I mean, come on, who, know, who else would know what a chair shot is outside of this group of people? So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's your boy
3: Rance, aka Ray Cash of The Outsiders Edge. I'm here with my boy Kyle, and I got a question for
0: you, man. All right, shoot. What would you say are your four worst your Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst edge guests. It's
3: pretty easy. It should just be two people.
0: I mean, nah, 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 nah. The the three worst guests in the history of the Outsider's Edge are obviously Caleb Carl <laughs> Caleb, Carl and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Tolley because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, but that's good
2: for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that
3: Badlands Podcast, part of the Cherish Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Cherish family. We're here for you.
0: 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And, I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He would
2: veto that shit.
0: That veto for that shit. But he's not here, so I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boy. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shop.
3: So, um, seeing as this is your first time on, on Badlands, uh, what we like sure. to get get uh, from guests is they're, they're Mount Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers of all time and a little bit of an explanation of why each one kind of makes the grade um, so we can formulate a, a collated, uh, a kind of definitive Mount Rushmore of uh, the greatest wrestlers. So, who are your four
2: guys or gals and, and why does each one make the cut? Uh, pretty a pretty standard listing of uh i love dusty Rhodes. so he would be actually one of my very top choices Mm. uh stone cold steve austin uh hulk hogan and then a lot of people sort of flack me for having him as my last one but rick flair is my last on the uh list
3: so what is it about those uh those four guys that that make the cut over say someone like the undertaker or the rock or um uh, or anyone like that why why have these four made that that
2: that list well starting with dusty uh his his reach in the wrestling sphere is just so a mass or so vast and so huge uh all the way up until his dying day uh he had his fingers in and then he was pushing the industry forward I was actually at an NXT event the day he died and uh, Regal came out for the uh, bell salute and uh, it it was a very emotional time. And even looking at his family's legacy with Cody going into AEW and his run on uh, the Indies and Dusty's run on the Indies, Dusty is just this undeniable force. And being a, a very big man myself, uh, you know, he's an inspiration to see somebody of that size go out and achieve when uh, a lot of people wouldn't think he would be the guy to uh, do what he did. Yep, totally agree. Yep.
3: So what, why, uh, did, why did Stone Cold make the make the list?
2: I mean, Stone Cold, uh, he defined an era. He was absolutely... Uh, I think if it weren't for stone cold, Steve Austin, that, uh, the Monday night wars would have taken a completely different turn. Uh, I don't think we'd have WWE, at least in the capacity that we have it now. I think WCW could have, uh, you know, as uh, good old Jr would say stomped a mud hole right in WWE. Uh, so to have Austin on there, uh, you know, just his influence on the business, uh, seeing how many of the current superstars he's influenced, uh, you know he's another guy that you know he he might not be as active as dusty was uh but man does he have his fingers on a lot of things and know a lot of people and things going on uh and also his podcast it's just it, it just is a, a giant influence i mean it basically broke moxley in uh wwe in my opinion mm-hmm. so i mean he has a very big reach uh as for hogan uh Being a child of the 80s, uh, Hulk Hogan was the man to draw me into WWE. Uh, He opened the door. uh, I still remember back in 1991 going to the Erie Civic Center in Erie, Pennsylvania, just to see Hulk Hogan. Uh, But since he was the main event, I had to sit through a bunch of stuff I had no idea about. And (laughs) by the time I left, I was just the biggest mark for Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh mr perfect was there i i got to see just some of the most amazing performers uh and it really he's what brought me in and uh i think that for my generation it's fair to say he brought a lot of people in yeah and uh as for flair i mean he's the nature boy uh everywhere you turn whether it's uh the world of wrestling the world of sports you get the woos you get everything uh the rick flair drip he has before anybody realized w- or wrestling could break into the mainstream rick flair broke into the mainstream and uh he just his career in wrestling is untouchable yes. so uh he i think he just for me personally he wasn't as cartoony as the others uh, like Hogan, which is why he's a little bit lower on my list because I'm a big character guy.
3: It's 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 four absolutely solid solid picks, uh, and looking at them, um, they they're all can can at one time or another say that they were the face of wrestling for the, for the for the yeah. entire world, and I think that's uh, one of the the kind of like standout reasons why they they should be on a Mount Rushmore because at, at one time or another you thought of wrestling, you thought of these four
2: guys. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, being somebody who was brought in in the Hogan era, once the internet came to be, that's when I really, really discovered Dusty outside of uh, some of the stuff that he did with his time with WWE. And, you know, the first time I saw the hard times pro, oh, my gosh, it changed everything. Yeah, And
3: I, I agree. I've, I've been on a, a bit of a fad recently about watching... Uh, Ric Flair versus Jay Lethal—the woo off in uh, in Impact—it's just so so funny.
2: Oh, absolutely! Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? PWX over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five ninety nine per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
3: Um, so let's uh, let's get onto this main topic. We uh, we decided to, to do a match more of wrestlers who are rolling back the years. Uh, so for for me that was someone who was uh, I think we decided on forty. Um, yes. Someone who was in 40s and above and still absolutely killing it uh, in, in the wrestling world uh, at, at an age that probably they should definitely not be killing it. Um, so who's your first pick on, on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of rolling back the years?
2: Well, my first pick just turned 43, and uh, he is a very obvious, uh, obvious pick for workers, and that is the phenomenal AJ Styles. Uh, AJ has been everywhere. He has done everything and my goodness, there's no sign of slowing down for this guy. Uh, I know he's said that he signed his final contract at one point. Uh, but I somehow think he's going to be one of those guys that we see for a very, very long time up until about flare age, because he's just, he does stuff that some of the younger guys wish they could do at 43.
3: Yeah, and he was the inspiration for, for, for this topic, to be fair. Um, I've, uh, I've, I'm a regular listener to the, the Conrad Thompson podcast and he, he forever kind of uh, uses AJ as, as a comparison to how wrestlers uh, back in the 80s and 90s, how old they were uh, when when the WWF was kind of putting them on the shelf. And he, he, he talks a lot about how Horgan was like 38 and looking 38. And then he mentions about... Um, AJ Styles, is, is he was 42, but I think it was his birthday yesterday, if I remember rightly. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, and, and the guy, like I said, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's doing things that the the 20-year-old, 30-year-old wrestlers couldn't even imagine to be. Um, and it, it's telling that that uh, Vince has, has, has reportedly said that he wished he'd signed uh, AJ Styles a decade ago, uh, that's just how good he is, um, and and like I said, it was the inspiration for this, and it was also my first pick as well. Uh, this is a guy who uh, he's it he was on the top in TNA, uh, and then when mm-hmm. it turned into Impact, kind of got a bum deal when he was leaving there because the apparently they lowballed him like a sixty percent uh, pay cut. Uh, yeah, that's when people were like kind of hoping he would go to wwe he didn't end up doing that though He went to uh, new japan and absolutely lit that world on fire and it was him in his his uh, latest run in the in the in new japan that actually got me back into wrestling almost with uh, with that uh, when he was leading the bullet club and then the, the amazing match he had with uh, Shinsuke nakamura uh, at wrestle kingdom just as he was leaving and then wow that royal rumble entrance just Everybody knew that he'd signed, but, but nobody knew he was going to, to enter the Rumble at number three. And it's just amazing. And, and he quickly became the face that, that runs the place, like, a, like his catchphrase says. Uh, been, Absolutely. Um, linked, he's had uh, multiple uh, runs with the world title, including a record-breaking year-long reign. Uh, he's had the US title. Uh, yeah, there just doesn't seem to be any signs that the guy's slowing down. and. He's just, at 42 years old, he's just absolutely amazing and very, very worthy to be on both our number
2: ones. So And and honestly, he was the only Royal Rumble surprise entrant that I actually launched off of my couch for. It it was incredible to see him, uh, and I can honestly say that there's nobody else that's made me just jump Mm -hmm. like AJ Styles did.
3: Yeah, and that was a period when I was kind of... um, checking out of uh of wwe again i mean i had a long period where i was checked out uh, but i was get kind of getting back into it and i was uh kind of win again and aj style's coming along and he, he is the is the kind of guy that turns your head and, and makes you interested in a product again
2: absolutely
3: so seeing as that's both our first picks let's go back to you for your for your second pick
2: well my second pick might actually surprise a lot of people uh I actually picked Dustin Rhodes as my second pick. Mm, interesting. Uh, yes, Dustin Rhodes clocking an unbelievable fifty-four. Uh, he is somebody that you know has reinvented himself and has always stayed relevant and has been talented. Uh, when he was the natural in WCW, he was he was great. He was like the second coming of Dusty to some extent, not quite at that level. But uh, when he actually hit WWE and took on the Goldust character, it was a whole new world. Uh, he was so far ahead of his time. And even when Goldust was having his lows, he was still one of the most entertaining people on the, uh, on the product. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to see him uh, come back and be a mentor to some of the uh, ladies in WWE and then eventually uh, you know, check out and go to AEW, his match with Cody, uh the the Bloodfest, uh, if you had dry eyes at that hour after that match, you just weren't paying attention. That was such an emotional match, such a heavy match. And to think at the time he was fifty three years old doing that, uh, it, it's great. He's the king of reinvention. Yeah. I, I I
3: can't fault that pick. It wasn't one of my picks, but I really can't fault it at all. Um, and I think he came with, came up with the the Goldust character as a, as a way to almost get out of his his dad's shadow. I think the the natural Dustin Rods it's, it's so linked with it being Dusty's son. Uh, yeah. So for him to kind of use the the character of Goldust, and it became. It became such a big character that even when he left uh, WWE for for stints, uh, he was still in that same kind of character work with Seven in WCW and then obviously with Black Rain in, in Impact. Then obviously he's now back uh he's now with with his brother in aw and doing arguably some of the the best work he's done in in a decade i mean you you mentioned the brother versus brother match i think that was his first ever five star dave Meltzer match um so yeah i can't fault dustin Rhodes being being on the mount rushmore of uh of rolling back the years great pick
2: absolutely thank you
3: um so i'll go to my second pick and uh I'm gonna go with someone who's who's currently fifty-two years old. Um, I'm gonna go with PCO. Um,
2: nice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so he's actually was a, a wrestler in, in the old WWF style. I think he was a part of the Quebecers team, uh, where he was three times tag team champion. Then he was a pirate as Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Um he ended up actually joining WCW because uh he had a fallout with uh with WWF's uh, uh top brass because of uh issues with the click. Uh HBK and Diesel didn't want to put him over in his hometown. Uh he went back to he like he went to WCW and joined back up with uh his tag team partner, Jacques Rugeau. Uh but he couldn't kind of um emulate that success that they had in the WWF. Um so he would hop between the the big companies uh until he, he eventually retired in in 2011. But uh, wrestling entered a massive boom period around 2016, and a, a boom period that we're still kind of in now. To be fair, if it was if it wasn't for Corona, I think wrestling would still be as as hot as it was uh, a, a year or two ago. And he's come back, and at 48 years old, uh, he made his, his comeback. He ended up being one of the hottest wrestlers on the in, indie circuit. I think he wrestled at, um, Joey Janela Spring Break. He even entered the uh, the Baller tournament. Uh, which is is usually reserved for for kind of like stars who are making the name, and he obviously he was he's already made his name and he's come back and and entered that, and now his career has absolutely gone full circle. He's uh, got an exclusive deal with Ring of Honor. He's uh, picked up tag team uh, titles there with uh, Villain Enterprises, and um, late last year he uh, he was actually the Ring of Honor World Champion for a for a time. So at fifty two years old to come back and kind of surpass what you what you uh what you was able to do in your earlier part of career that i think that's absolutely amazing and i think pco is 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 someone who if you want to make a comeback in wrestling that's the kind of guy that you emulate so
2: yeah my second pick i'm gonna go with pco and that's a solid pick because if you watch him uh you know first of all i saw him right after they signed uh him with ring of honor when they were in pittsburgh and to see the guy move and see how he connects with the crowd is just mm. unbelievable. The other thing that sort of amazes me with him is how he has uh, done only what a select few have actually really done, and that's embraced YouTube and putting himself over online. Uh, his videos with uh, Destro, uh, they're, yeah. they're just of another level. Yeah,
3: and, and even more uh, amazing is the fact that he's done all this with uh, with Basically with impaired vision. He's been blind in, in his eye for for pretty much all his life I think he got blind he was blinded when he was twelve years old. So his old wrestling career is he's, he's been able to wrestle with with vision out of one eye. It's just absolutely
2: amazing. With that lack of depth perception, I couldn't even park a car Low, lone, hit yeah. a uh, top buckle uh moonsault onto yeah. the floor. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Um so let's go to you for your for your third pick.
2: Well, my number three is Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, (laughs) who comes in at age 49. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Dustin in a way. He is the king of reinvention. One thing that I've always respected about Jericho is he said he will not come back unless there is a reason, a story. It needs to have an impact. That to me is just the sign of a performer who knows who he is, knows what he wants and knows how he's going to succeed. Uh, starting all the way back in WCW with the uh, the list and everything where he was underutilized and seeing uh, the Y2J countdown clock in WWE. Uh, he just He's just had the hell of a run with WWE. I thought he was always going to be a WWE guy. One of my favorite moments of the current generation, of course, is the festival of friendship, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a moment that, when I saw it advertised the week before, I thought, what is this nonsense? This is gonna be awful. They won me over. It was classic. Uh then when he went to Jacksonville and announced that he was AEW and then becoming their first champion, that that's unforgettable. And for a company with like AEW, he's the type of blood that you need to bring those casuals in, that you need to get the eyes on you. And uh He's not just some old wrestler plodding around. Jericho is insane. I mean, even go back to his matches at uh, uh, New Japan with Kenny Omega. It's just great. I mean, Jericho is just a chameleon. He can adapt to anything, and he always comes back fresh. And that is why he's on my Mount Rushmore. And he's on mine
3: as well. He was uh, one of my four picks. Um, For me, he's, he's arguably the greatest wrestler that's that's ever lived i absolutely think i I worship the guy he's just so so good and for a lot for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned the 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 way he's able to stay relevant and the way he's able to reinvent his character um and how he's able to stay on the top of his game for over 30 years is just absolutely outstanding i mean he, he this is a guy who he was floundering in WCW, was kind of like in the mainstay of the of the cruiserweight and the television champion divisions. Came over to WWF with a, a lot of fanfare. Ended up being the first ever uh, undisputed champion. It, it, there's not a title really in the WWF that he didn't win. He was Hardcore Champion, European Champion, US Champion, seven times Tag Champion, nine times Intercontinental Champion, which I think is still the record. Um, he yep, was a. Uh, he was two times the wcw world champion when they had the inversion angle he was three times world heavyweight champion and like i said the first ever undisputed champion but not only has he been able to do that he's also been able to juggle these like amazing runs and and you 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 mentioned it perfectly there when you said he comes back when there's a storyline or when there's an angle for him but he'll go away, and he'll, he's he's got this uh, hugely successful music career with Fozzie. He has uh, one of the most listened to podcasts in the world, and he also does uh, these amazing cruise trips where, where you can go and just chill out with the the some of the biggest wrestling names in the world. It's just absolutely oh, yeah. amazing, and his run in New Japan is, is is it's it's dream match after dream match after dream matches. You've got him against Omega, Nato, or um, a Carda, Tanahashi. It's just the the guy can do absolutely anything and it's and it's just gold. And we've seen with his AEW run that he was the perfect person to have as as the as the, the first champion there. Really got a lot of eyes on the product and it can sell snow to an Eskimo. The guy puts a, mm-hmm. a, a traffic cone on his head and all of a sudden it, it's on a t-shirt. He comes out with a little bit of the bubbly, selling out champagne and t-shirts all of it's just the guy's absolutely amazing and you yeah, know it's a perfect pick and it's why he made it onto Marmount mount rushmore as well
2: yeah, he is a once in a lifetime talent for sure and if you would have told me back in the early 90s that this guy who was fighting uh you know flying brian pillman was going to be one of the most important figures in wrestling i would have told you you're nuts but uh you know i i would have had to eat those words and I definitely would eat those words if, if I were told I had to. Yeah.
3: And and he's, he's come as well from an era where wrestlers kind of protected the spot and they didn't really want anybody else to, to be pushed. Where if you look at, at Jericho now, everybody who he comes up against, or even the people who he's aligned himself with, he elevates everybody. And it, it's it's when he leaves the business, he's leaving it in a way better position than that he found it and that's that for me is a testament of how great a wrestler and how great of a person he is
2: well even just the impact he's had on sammy Guevara. i mean Mm -hmm. the guy came out wearing a panda bear head and he you know people were sort of like who's this guy what is this guy now he's one of the best featured wrestlers on aew and uh you know i don't think sammy would have gotten there without jericho and uh you know having the inner circle yeah, exactly. I mean, you you look at the likes of
3: Darby Allen, you look at the likes of Jungle Boy, he's had matches with these guys and really pushed them to to where they look like legitimate contenders. And you if if you uh, AEW is still around in two or three years, they're gonna be the, the face of the company. And it's a, a lot of it is down to Jericho and his his ability to kind of
2: elevate these people. And he turned a spectator into a storyline with pineapple Pete, there it should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of anybody else who could get something over so much that people would want to see him taking on somebody in the crowd and actually put on a good match with a guy nobody knew who he was. Yeah, absolutely. And,
3: and Shug D's, uh, his, uh, his T-shirt sales and, and his popularity on, on social media has gone absolutely through the roof. Absolutely. So, uh, seeing as we've both got Chris Jericho, who will go to you for your, for your last pick.
2: My last pick, and uh, you can shut me down if I'm wrong for doing it this way, but I have a three-way tie for my last pick. I just did not do it. Okay, my there's three very big names. I've got the Undertaker, uh, who is 50 or 55, tied with John Cena, who's 43, and a 42-year-old Brock Lesnar. Uh, these are three guys who always move the needle. Uh, they're all polarizing in some way, whether it's, you know, you know the Cena sucks, Chance, uh, Brock Lesnar's part-time schedule, or even people wondering if The Undertaker still has what he needs in the tank to go. I, I'm very torn between those three Is my, my fourth spot. It's absolutely fine. And I
3: think the, the, the standout uh, kind of link between them all is that they are spectacles. When these when these guys return, it's a huge deal. Uh, we see Undertaker maybe once twice a year, and it, it's everybody's eyes is on the, on the Undertaker. Brock Lesnar will go away for months on end, then all of a sudden he comes back and he's instantly back in that touch shot because he looks legitimate and and. Look at the last time that's, that scene has been around. Both at WrestleMania, one was the the Doctor Fug- Fugonomics pop, which was absolutely amazing, and then the the um, the Bray Wyatt match at, at, at this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, these guys are yeah they they just they so so talented, and and they they. they they all have been the face of, of WWE at one time or another, so yeah, I think that's a, a very very good pick, a very clever
2: to, to sneak two extra picks in. Yes, yes, I, I, I wish I could say I was trying to be clever, but it was literally <laughs> just sitting over my list, and I'd say, well, I'm going to take so-and-so off, and I just couldn't justify a reason to drop any of these three gentlemen off the list.
3: I, I, you know, I wouldn't. I would struggle as well. uh, To be fair, I mean, you, you've you got arguments for every single one. I mean, Taker, arguably the best character uh, that there's ever been in in WWE. Cena very likely that he'll break the record for for the most WWE title wins. And then Brock Lesnar, has anybody brought a legitimacy to to professional wrestling? Can't quite like Brock has. Um Yeah, and when each one of these finally does retire, wrestling will be um, a, a darker place because of it.
2: Yes, there are all three first ballot hall of famers. They, yeah. they created such a lasting legacy and you could headline any show with any of these three guys and it would do gangbusters. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Well, for for my last pick, uh, I'm this is, this is kind of a personal one. Um, like I like I mentioned to, you, I, I was I was checked out of wrestling for a long while, and it was it was New Japan that dragged me back in. And uh, I mentioned about AJ being one of the guys, but the the guy I'm going to mention is also one of those guys who kind of like really awoke me to uh, professional wrestling again. And, and it's Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Great he's, choice. He's uh, currently 51, but by the time this episode drops, I think he'll be 52 years old. Um, Actually started in in 1988 as a young lion for for the New New Japan Dojo, uh, but he only made a couple of appearances before he followed his uh, his mentor Fujiwara, the uh, the inventor of the Fujiwara armbar, to mm-hmm. uh, jo- to join uh, the the UW, UWF in Japan. Uh, when when that folded, Suzuki followed Fujiwara again uh, to Fujiwara's own promotion, which I think was called Fujiwara Gumi. Um, but then he left in 1993, he left the wrestling world altogether in 1993 to uh, to start Pancrase, which is uh, one of the first ever MMA organisations that, that there has ever been in the world. Uh, he picked up some amazing wins there. He was, he was actually the, the Pancrase champion for a long time, but he's, he beat the likes of Ken Shamrock. But um, after a decade or so in that scene, uh, injuries kind of like were slowing him down and he was... Uh, Losing a lot of the the skills that he needed to to dominate that world, so he came back to pro wrestling, uh, to New Japan as a, a freelancer. Uh, picked up uh, tag team gold in New Japan. Also did a, a bit of a stint in um, in Pro Wrestling Noah with uh, with Marufuji, where he picked up gold there. And he also did something what not a lot of wrestlers actually do. He he went and 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 uh did wrestling in all japan so he actually crossed that that kind of three-way um barrier where he actually ended up being the the triple crown champion in, in new japan for a while uh but he 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 returned to uh new japan in december 2010 when he took over kajimi gun uh and renamed it suzuki gun and now yeah, that, then that such a great faction i'm a big faction wrestling fan and suzuki Goon is one of the the best
2: factions that that i know anyway um yes minoru suzuki was one of my honorable mentions and uh, i got to see him wrestle at the war of the worlds tour he took on silas young
0: mm-hmm. and
2: i got to talk about a hard-hitting match uh it was my first time getting to see him live and I'll be honest, I didn't know much about the guy until then, other than he just had this hardcore reputation, and he was just one of the hardest-hitting guys, and he lived right up to it. And uh, his match with Moxley was fantastic, and uh, Suzuki is uh, one of the biggest hidden gems to to a lot of the uh, casual and mainstream wrestling fans. If they could get an eye on him... I think it would open up a lot of eyes to more Japanese wrestling and more of that uh, hard-hitting, strong style.
3: Yeah, he, and for me, he's, he's one of a. Uh... Uh, a small group of wrestlers who, if we didn't have uh, the era of Tanahashi and then the era of Okada, he would have been uh, RWF g p heavyweight champion. His uh, his character and his wrestling style was was so good. Uh, I liken him to uh, Tomahiro Ishi in that style. Someone who, in any other era of wrestling, would have been the the top dog in in that company. But it's unfortunate that they've come along in in the time that that we've arguably got the best wrestler. Uh, in the world with Kazuchi Okada.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's not enough that could be said about uh, Suzuki in my opinion. Yeah,
3: so, yep, yeah, Suzuki is my fourth and final pick. Um, so what I need from you now, uh, Brad, is I need a topic for a, a future guest. Normally what would happen is I would give you a, an option, and uh, my course Paul would give you an option, but obviously with Paul not being available, it's uh, it's all down to you. So what kind of a topic
2: would you like to hear a Mount Rushmore on? Well, like my uh, fourth pick, I've got I've got a two-way tie here. Uh, <laughs> So the best champions that have had a 365 day plus title reign. So, so it doesn't range. matter which title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's there's a few of them, and then everybody talks about the worst NXT call ups to WWE, but uh, I'd like to look at the best NXT call ups.
3: Very interesting. I'll I'm I'll definitely be using both those picks. They're they're really. Um... I like the the topics that are, are interesting that you can go on deep dive and kind of do a lot of research into. Yeah, and the 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 year plus reigns one will be fun to to look into and solve the the best NXT call up So yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, Absolutely. So tell everybody uh, who's listening where they can uh, they can find you on social media uh, and where they can join in the fun at, at, at Wrestle Rumble.
2: Well, the uh, for Wrestle Rumble you want to get on twitter at wrestle rumble uh all one word uh and if you want to follow me personally it's Petterson reports which is spelled uh p-e-d-e-r-s-e-n reports with an s at the end uh you'll hear all about what we got coming up keep tuned we're going to have a pretty big SummerSlam uh plan going on uh you know and lots of belts and we're always listening so uh I know Matt and myself both get back to people immediately, so if you have any ideas or any titles you might want to see us give away or even an idea for uh, questions for our uh, pickle contest, let us know. We've actually taken fan questions uh, for the pickle contest, and uh, we love having that interactivity.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, go and uh, give Brad a follow. Go and give Wrestle and a follow. They, they like like Brad said, they're so interactive and they're so um, easy to get hold of, and and, and the the competitions, are, the prizes are absolutely amazing. So go and get yourself entered. Go and join in the fun. I think you were saying earlier that uh, the last one had over a thousand people entered. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun and interactivity to be had there.
2: Absolutely, and you can get in. Uh take on some of the best well-known uh, personalities in the wrestling community. And uh, I like to poke fun at my friend, Justin Labar, whenever I come in <laughs> ahead of him uh, that, Hey man, I beat you this time. So, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of a heel on Twitter. So, uh, you know, let me uh, yell at you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, guys and going definitely
3: gonna give Brad a follow and go on, uh, go and join in the fun at Um Who had the best Mount Rushmore of a, uh, of wrestlers rolling back the year was it was it Brad with AJ Styles, Dustin Rhodes, Jericho, and his three way split with Taker, Cena, and Brock Lesnar, or was it Man with AJ Styles, PCO, Chris Jericho, and Minoru Suzuki, um, get involved? Tell us your Matt Rush mob of the, of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You can follow me on Twitter at DajKurtb. Follow my uh, anonymous tag team partner Paul at Raincounter Follow this podcast at Badlands Pod. Uh, but just remember, when you're when you're formulating your Mount Rushmore, you must always use your head.